What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. We're back here today. I'm your host, Cole. And I'm Carter. <laughs> and we're going to get this thing rolling, episode four. Uh, we're excited to be back today. So, um, got a few things. Actually, got a lot on the topics today. But we're going to have this little part of the episode strictly on the NFL. And then we're going to get into uh, a few other things. Uh, but we got just so much content with the NFL playoffs. Absolutely. Um, it's a big time of year for them. So we're just going to strictly talk about them for a little while. <clears throat> so to go ahead and get it started, um, first topic of the day, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Talk a little bit about their future. What exactly does that hold for them? Um, it really is going to be interesting to see what exactly direction they decide to go in. Um, as we know, Tom Brady um, getting up there in age – no telling what he's going to decide to do. Yeah. Um, same with Aaron Rodgers. He's getting up there. Um, so it's just getting to that point where, once again, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Tom Brady, is he going to retire again and come back out of retirement? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. He now does not have a wife to get divorced with, so we'll see what happens. Any any thoughts, initial thoughts? Um, you know, it's hard to say as of right now, I think with both of these guys, no matter what we think right now, and no matter what they say or, or you know, they officially declare retirement or whatever, we're probably not going to know till August yeah. realistically. Cause I mean, we saw what happened last year with Tom Brady. I mean, not the same scenario with Aaron Rodgers, but you know, he was all, all summer long. Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to a different team? Yada, yada, yada. So we probably won't know till August, but I mean, two general, two generational legends, man. I mean, it's, it's almost a little bit sad, you know. I was kind of always a Tom Brady hater for my whole life, just on the Patriots. Just, you know, they win the Super Bowl. So, of course, it's not your team, so you're going to be upset with them. But, I mean, it is kind of sad to see now just with his career seemingly on decline, especially after that Cowboys game. I mean, he's really just – he just didn't play like a lot of people thought maybe he would be able to find that extra gear in the playoffs, you know. Um, so, you know, is that going to be his sign to himself? It's like, you know, I'm done. I don't really know. I, I think at this point, like the stuff off the field, he's kind of cleared up where it's like, it almost seems like he doesn't really have anything to go to, to like, what is he going to retire yeah, yeah. for to just go sit around? And, you know, I don't know. So in my opinion, I think Tom Brady's still going to try to play. I've seen some rumors that he might get traded to the Niners. Um, who who knows? But I, I think he might stick around a little longer. And I think the same with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we've seen the last game from either of these guys. I mean, he was – Aaron Rodgers is – been outspoken to say, you know, he still is at the level that he thinks he can go play at an MVP caliber level again. And he did say – Yeah, he just wants to win MVPs, though. <laughs> he's not worried about winning Super Bowls. He did say he's not really sure if it's going to be with the Packers or not. So, again, the ambiguity there. We're not going to know till August. But I think with both of these guys, just the situations toward the end of the season where, like, Rodgers starting to get some wide receivers back – you know, still thinks there's a little bit to play for, still almost got in, almost ran the table. And with Brady, the stuff like off the field, like I was saying, you not really have anything to retire to. I don't think we've seen the last for either of these guys. Where they'll be or how good they'll be playing, I couldn't really tell you, but I could I could tell you right now, in my opinion, we'll see these guys again next season. Yeah. You know, they're still old, but. My thing, especially with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is a little different. He's a little bit younger, quite actually quite a few years younger. Yeah. Um. My biggest thing is, at what point do NFL teams get ready to move on? Right. Do teams right. say, you know what, Tom Brady's just right. – I mean, he's too old. He doesn't right. need to be playing anymore. Like, like it doesn't benefit them to, to go and get somebody yeah. for a maximum. I mean, we say that's every year. He's 
you know, defied time. So does he still have three years? I mean, who really knows? I mean, and it has to get start getting to that point, right? Like where it's like it's almost like before it was the Tom Brady's decision, but now he might not have those options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might Especially be after you like this past year, where I mean. If we're being real, wasn't that great? No, it was not. I mean, um, snuck into the playoffs under five hundred and just went out there and laid an egg against at, the Cowboys in in the division that sucked. Right. I mean, right. There, he could like. There, there's no reason that the Bucks should not right. be winning that division. You should at least easily. have six wins right there between beating all yeah. those teams twice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really my my interesting note to take in uh, to advance is like like I said, at right. what point? And I know I know he's the go. I right. know he's got seven right. Super Bowls. Right. Um, but it's just that thing where what, at what point do we say, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, he's great and all, and he's been great in the past, but that's the past. It's time to move to these younger guys, younger generation. Right. What point does the recency bias take over yeah. the fact that he's, you know, his career long success and I don't I know. Mean, do man, you think I we'll think, ever get to that point? I don't know. <laughs> it, it might just end up being like, you know, he goes out on his own terms. I mean, if we look back at other quarterbacks historically, like, a lot of quarterbacks changing teams, you know, in their older years. Obviously, this is an exception. Nobody has been playing as late, in, you know, into your life as he has been. But when I mean, you look at quarterbacks like Brett Favre and Peyton Manning, that they, they teams still wanted them, even when it seemed like they were a little bit washed up. You know, they're off their primes from their main teams they played for. But teams were always still going to want to go get them. But right, like when at what point is it like we have a you know championship? It probably really only suits the teams that think we have a championship caliber team and we just need the veteran presence. Yeah. Like, that's kind of why I've heard some 49ers rumors. It's like, we, you know, right now, Brock Purdy's playing great. And, you know, if he goes and makes a deep playoff run, I don't think they would ever consider well, that. Well, that's that's our next little right, topic right. is is Brock Purdy the guy right. and San Fran. And, like, to that point, I mean, right. he has proven that he should be. Yeah. I mean, there's no, right now, in, in my opinion, I don't think there's any reason. Now they got a big game against the Cowboys this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. If they beat the Cowboys and he plays even half decent, like I'm thinking like 250 and two and maybe a pick here there, still, I mean, if they pull out a win, I mean, he's the guy. He's so you're starting him over Trey Lance and Jimmy G? 100%. If I'm, if I'm the Niners looking toward next season, because like, you always want to think, you know, how is a quarterback going to play when it really matters? Brock Purdy has only played when it matters, and he's only played great, in my opinion. I mean, the stats, you know, the eye test, watch him on the field, and the success of winning. And those are the three things I would look for, and he's really young, which, of course, is always a benefit, you know, when teams are looking for their future, especially at quarterback, which is such a huge position. But, I mean, he's got to be the guy. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, what's the difference? Brock Purdy's younger. And he, a lot of people would argue even better. So that gets him out of the question. And, I mean, Trey Lance is young too, but, you know, we've still seen a very small sample size. But what we have seen has been, like, mediocre. Yeah. I mean, he has that aspect that he can run, of course, which he has that over Brock Purdy. But, like, is it really warranting him, you know, keeping him around? They might they might want to keep him around as a backup. But if I'm the Niners, man, I'm moving forward with Brock Purdy. Well, that's my other thing. I mean, and I, I agree with you. I think that if – you're the 49ers. I feel like at this point, going into next year, you kind of have to be like Brock Purdy. Like, how could you bench him? Yeah, right. After what he's gotten, you he too. earned it. Now, now he has earned it. Now he does have every single weapon in the book, hundred percent offensively. Sure, but he has his stats prove it that he has thrown the ball well. He has right. gotten the offense right. running. I mean, they just beat the Seahawks right. forty-two and, to whatever. And like you have great, they're putting options, up points, right? But it's not like he's handing the ball off every time and throwing screens to Debo's house. Yeah. Like he's making reads, he's making down the field throws, he's leading the offense. And 
to that same point, I mean, Trey Lance and Jimmy G had those same same exact weapons. Now, if you're so, the 49ers and you get to next year and he right. starts struggling and you – At what point do you bench him? Well, or, that and – I mean, what if, what if in this offseason they get rid of Jimmy G? Are they – do I mean I feel like you have to? That's another thing to weigh in. Is I mean like what if this guy does start struggling a little bit? Because right. I mean everybody struggles. Right. We've seen sure, that. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers struggles. Absolutely. Tom Brady struggles. Everybody and he could does. just be having that kind of like maybe it's success, just maybe like it's just, just like, really like oh right I'm now. just all the adrenaline's running. He's right. ready to go. Everything. He's right. Uh, I mean because I mean that's how I feel like in the past some guys have worked that way. Right. And then it's they like they play good. Nick Foles play. for example. Yeah. Nick Foles right. is a perfect example. Right. And I know he was right. older than Brock Purdy. Right. He wasn't. Uh, a rookie like Brock Purdy, but that's a perfect example. He right. goes to the Super Bowl. I mean, balls out, plays so well to get his team that to that point and win the Super Bowl, and then the next and year gets, gets signed to a big contract and struggles. Right. right. So, I mean, I think that's a perfect example of uh, – now, am I saying that I can see Brock Purdy doing that? I can definitely see it. Do I think oh, yeah. he'll do it? Probably not. Right. I think that – it is hard to say. But, yeah, exactly. Right. We have no idea. So – I think it's definitely something that's going to be tough for the 49ers because how are you going to tell this young guy right. who has gotten you right. to this point, you know, sorry, man, but right. <laughs> we it's don't really a, see you as our starter. It's almost like you would have to give him at least a full season and just kind of just kind of burn the boats. I mean, you get rid of your other quarterbacks, make him know that you are have full confidence in him and, like, you're the guy moving forward. And even if he would start struggling next season, I think you'd have to give him pretty much a full season. Before you know, you're gonna now just switch up on him and pick somebody else up or start Trey Lance if you do. You start him, or if there's a possibility, do you trade for Brady and start Brady? What? Who would you rather start going into next year? I'd rather be with Brady, in my opinion. I just think, and we say this every year. You know, Brady's run out of time, which he's always proven that he hasn't. But I think this is the first season where we've almost it's almost kind of seemed like he is. I mean, he's not going to play when he's 70 years old. So, yeah. like, where is the point going to be? Where is the line going to get drawn? And Well, he says it's 50, which is, what, five right, more years? Right. So, I mean, that's in his opinion. But if I was the Niners, I'd rather have Purdy. You know, you got, like we talked about, you got a ton of weapons around that team. They're not necessarily super young, but they're not really old either. I think, I mean, that team's definitely got a couple, like, really prime years to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And – you could really screw things up bringing in Tom Brady and obviously in Brock Purdy's eyes, he's like, dang, you guys just screwed me over. And, you know, you could potentially be wasting a really good talent who could yeah. take your team for five years, which Brady, I don't think will be able to do yeah. that. So I'd rather have Purdy and, you know, he's looked pretty, pretty good too. So yeah. pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going into the next topic, uh, we saw this past weekend, Chargers blow one of the most historic playoff leads of all time. That was unbelievable. 27 to nothing. That was a rough one for me. Uh, that was a whole rough night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we're going to talk about, Joe Lombardi, offense coordinator, fired, um, as well as the QB coach, fired. Right. So, uh, in my opinion, I'm very happy. I think it's been long overdue. Um we have too many weapons to be dumping the ball down and screen passes. Um, we, we, I, I mean, that's, it's, I can compare it to NC State, in all honesty. Um, our offense just didn't get down the field enough. Um, we have too many weapons, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, Eckler. I mean, and I, I have another thing, Eckler's great and all, but he does not need to be catching as many passes as he's catching. Oh, gosh, no, he's I getting mean, like 10 a game. And that's, and that's – 
I mean, that's great for him to be involved with the right. pass game. It's great for his fantasy manager but, yeah, PPR yeah. settings. But when we when the defense knows that that's where it's going to go, right. there's issues. Right. I mean, <clears throat> with the weapons and receivers and the skill of Justin Herbert's arm, particularly down the field, like there's no reason you guys can't be the team in the league that takes the most deep shots. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like 10, 15, 20 yards plus. Yeah. Like Mike Williams literally will just go up and get it, and Keenan Allen gets separation and – Josh well, that's Palmer what Keenan Allen's one of the best like, route runners in the game. Right. And, and then, yeah, we have those undercover receivers, and, and Palmer, Jalen Guyton, and, and Josh Guyton, Palmer. Yeah, um, yeah we, I, I just think that we, there was a lot of weapons that we should have taken more advantage of. Now, injuries did hurt us a lot this year. Of course. Um, but when you're looking in the at playoff, the, though, there was no reason that we should have. Minus Mike Williams, but still, yeah, though. But yeah, still, yeah. especially with that lead. I mean, yeah. there's no reason, you know. You kind of just you get that lead and you start to get tentative and just – I mean, it's unbelievable that it happened just being up that many points. But, yeah, I think that offense with the talent and skills that they have, I, I just think they need a new identity, like yeah. something that fits Justin Herbert's gameplay. No, I agree. His skills and abilities. And so, I'm, I'm really interested to see if – I mean, of course it's offensive coordinator, so he, he has a big part in that. But I'm really interested to see how much of an impact Staley had on the offense right, too. Because right. we're going to find that out very quickly. Right when we see the offense next year. Right, because you never really know with, you know, head Because Staley's supposed to be calling defensive plays. Right, you never really know. Some head coaches identifies offensive, some identifies defensive. Some say they leave the calling to the respective coordinators, but they just make the game management, like timeouts and personnel. Yeah. They might hop in once or twice. But, yeah, you never really know how much Staley's controlling the offense or the defense. So, yeah. you're right. If their identity doesn't really change after firing offensive coordinator, he's probably got a lot Staley to do with it. <laughs> right, he's probably got a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I just think that with everything we have, um, there's no reason that we should have been in that situation. There's no reason we should have lost that game. Oh, and gosh. now we're back to square one almost. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to see, I want the Chargers to go and draft Jalen Hyatt. We interrupt your normal C2 scheduling for a word from our sponsors. Everyone pop out tomorrow, January 23rd. Nope, January 21st for NC State versus UNC at UNC. We'll be ready to roll. Go Pack. Be there or be square. <laughs> That's up, everybody. Welcome back to the C2. Little and back to what we were getting to. Uh, we had a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, out there, pop out for the Wolfpack. Go Pack, baby. So, we're back. Um, back to what we were talking about, Jalen Hyatt. I think yep. if the Chargers drafted Jalen Hyatt, it would be awesome. It had electricity. It had that downfield presence to the other side of the field with Mike Williams on one side. Then you have Keenan Allen down below, um, it would just add that whole other side of the offense. Um, like I was saying, we don't really need many other positions. He's not going to be a top 10 pick, in my opinion. Yeah, probably um, not. Now, he is going to get up there, and we would have to probably trade up to get him. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to trade too much to get him. And I think that we have pretty much all the pieces we need, especially if we re-sign, like I was saying, defensively, we're pretty much covered. We got Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr., Bosa, uh, Khalil Mack. I mean, man, when you put it like that, I don't know why you guys aren't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's, we just have a lot of weapons that we need to take advantage of. And by getting somebody who's going to be on a small, or not small, they still get paid, but a right. smaller rookie deal, right. um, you can keep them on the team while keeping those other bigger names. Um, and I mean, Dude, that offense should be putting up 40 points a oh, game yeah. if they get high. I mean, he is just so explosive just down the field and just, I mean, he could, he could take it to the house any play on yeah. a go route or something like that. 
And I think that definitely really complements Justin Herbert's play style, or at least the play style he wants to or is capable of. And I'm hoping I'm hoping whoever we bring in for OC, I've heard Mike LeFleur, I've heard um, a few other names. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's been a few guys who I would really be uh, – I would really like as right. OC, but I just hope that they come in and are ready to go understand – what Justin Herbert is capable of, what understand what that offense is capable of. Because right. we we've had games where we've proven I mean we can we could score some points. Right. But for some reason we just don't take advantage of that. Right. Because um, I mean if you bring in another O. C. like Joe Lombardi and he's of that same mindset, then you guys didn't really do anything no. in essence. You need somebody that has a different philosophy, that sees the roster a different way, that sees the potential for just a really explosive offense, right? I mean so you bring in somebody with a similar mindset, you, you really didn't do anything. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, quick thing we're going to add in uh, to our topics today. Just one question I have for you. If, put me on the spot if, here. If you are the Chicago Bears, uh-huh, sure. you have the first pick in the draft. Yeah. Are you trading Justin Fields to go ahead and take one of the quarterbacks in the draft and get something that is more valuable for the team than Justin Fields? Now, when you put it like that, where you could go get another asset plus good quarterback, it seems a little more intriguing, but absolutely not. Justin Fields, I mean, he proved this year that he can be an extremely dynamic quarterback, and he played some great games, I mean, at least fantasy-wise. they He does not have the team around him that he could have been, you know, some superstar, but I think he's got a lot of potential. And obviously being young, I, I think definitely he could be the future for the Bears, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bother doing that. I would get I would just draft a piece that could be good for your team and uh, just but stick that, with Justin like, Fields. So with that first pick, are you trading down at least? Just I mean, because if the you anticipated don't get, first If you don't is, get a QB with one of those first picks, right. I feel like it's almost a waste because right. that's what everybody else wants. Right, because, like, right. So if you're you're saying, like, if the expected first pick is Bryce Young or whatever. Or CJ. Or, or whoever, yeah. right. Then if you don't want that quarterback, right, then you're drafting somebody whose expected value is, like, fifth yeah. at one, which means you're losing. So you'd rather trade down and get something plus – pick the same guy later on. Yeah. I think that would make sense. I mean, I, I, I could see the Bears. I could see the Bears trading down for – And I don't, like, especially – I mean, of course, if they were – if they go and pick a quarterback and hang on to Justin Fields, Justin Fields ain't going to be happy. Heck no. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> no, and it wouldn't make any sense at all. No. So that's why I don't – I I'd be I would not be surprised, surprised to see them trade down. Like, Yeah. No, they, I, they, you, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't. No, I mean, when you put it like that, it makes total yeah. sense if you don't want a quarterback – you know, you don't want that one pick, that two pick, you know, is what it's projecting right now, then, yeah, absolutely. You want to look at what the team needs the most and, you know, you think how low can we trade to still get the guy that we want. I yeah. mean, you know that, yeah, they're talking amongst themselves. They know who they want. Yeah. I mean, they probably got a top three three who they want to get, yeah. you know, assuming they're going to trade down, obviously, with the one pick, you get whoever. Yeah. But if, you know, the guy that you really want, you've scouted a lot and think fits well to your team is projected to go 12th, then, yeah, I don't see why not. Why wouldn't you go and trade down and, and take a team that's desperate for a quarterback to trade up? And, uh, you know, like maybe you could see the Titans up there. I mean, obviously the Texans have a high pick, so they probably wouldn't bother even switching up to the one. But, I mean, yeah, it would make a ton of sense to do something like that. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Next topic, should the Cowboys hang on to Brett Mayer? Yes, they should hang on to him. I mean, he had a great – He had a great seat. 
one for five, but he wasn't. Oh, he did end up making one. He, he made one. He okay. made one I did not. I did not it know was that. Like, I thought he went over for four. No, it was it was it was crazy. Everyone was going crazy over a freaking extra point, but he did end up making one. I'm very pretty sure, ninety nine percent. So anyway, um, no, I mean you got to stick around with him as a kicker. It's so mental. I feel like I mean all those guys. You know, if you go watch them in practice. I'm sure that they drill every. It's automatic, yeah. It's automatic. I mean, it's what they do for a living. I'm sure every guy in the NFL could make a 60-yarder practice, but you know, when you get in a game, it's so mental that it's almost like when you miss one, you're bound to miss more after that. I feel like, like if you miss, I mean, we saw with the Clemson kicker too. I mean, he's not in the NFL, but he is an NFL caliber kicker, in my opinion, and I I think we could definitely see him go there. But I mean, you see these kickers like like Maher that had a, a great season. I think he missed like three extra points all year. And then he, you know, he, he does that plus one in one game. But it's so mental that you miss one and it kind of just ripple effects. You're thinking about it. You missed it right last time. You overcompensate. You miss it left. And then you miss two. And it's like, oh, my gosh, well, I don't even know how to kick the football. Yeah. And then just play like a golf. Yeah, it's just it's like golf. It's what the commentators, you know, they compared it to golf where it's like, you know, you hit a hook shot. You, you know, overcompensate on the next one, slice it. And now you're like, I don't know where it's going to go after yeah. that on, by the third one. But. I think you got to stick with him. He's had a great, you know, career. He had a pretty good year, you know, relative for an NFL kicker. So, you know, one game, I think if they lose that game, I don't think you still get rid of him, but it is maybe a different story. But, I mean, it ended up not costing the game. They won easily. So, I think you stick around with him. Yeah. Um, I think you got to stick with him, too. Like you said, he had a great year. Yeah. Um, there's, there's really, I mean – they won the game. If they, I'm sure it would have been a little different if they ended up losing. Right. I'm sure a lot of fingers would have been pointed at him. Oh, but 100%. I saw something that I thought was spot on was, and I saw I thought I saw a video of Dak Prescott getting all mad because he kept missing kicks. Yeah. And I, I I mean, which I thought was wrong. First of all, as a teammate, um, but second of all, somebody said, you know. Maher's not sitting over on the sidelines right. getting mad when Dak's throwing right. all these interceptions, right. which is exactly. the truth. And exactly. I mean, and I don't think any of his teammates are sitting over there getting mad, um, right. which I thought was pretty disrespectful of Dak right. to be getting upset and frustrated, saying we need to go for two when really he should be going up to Maher and be like, "We got you," but like CD Lamb, right? The video of CD Lamb, he came over, he said, "We got you, bro." Right. Um, which I thought was very respectable. You have to be there for your teammates and be uplifting in that moment where obviously. Obviously, he's going to be hard on himself in the in that moment. You know, he's not trying to miss extra. I mean, points. he's a professional kicker who just right. went zero for four, right? Uh, and then ended up being one for five. But right. first four missing. Right. I mean, that's he's going to be yeah. hard on himself. You, you don't need you don't need somebody else to come tell you how much you suck yeah. and how disappointed they are because he's probably more disappointed himself than any of his teammates could be in him. Yeah, because you know he takes a, a ton of credibility and responsibility for his craft and you know his ability to kick field goals and extra points. So, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. It, you don't see him over there slamming his helmet when Dak's throwing picks and not giving him opportunities to kick extra points and field goals. So, I agree. I think, you know, as a teammate, I'd be a little bit upset. I'm sure that could have caused some uh, locker room controversy potentially. Yeah. But Well, that's the other thing is I think that since it's the kicker, a lot of people are like, oh, oh he should be able to make those. And, I mean, he should. But shouldn't an NFL quarterback not – be able to not throw an interception. Yeah, and I mean, I mean he's going to make mistakes light. too. Right. I mean, everybody's going to make those mistakes. So right. I think it does go both ways. I think that uh, I think I, I saw that video of CD, and I thought that was awesome. Right. Um, so that's what you want as a teammate. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. But if that, <laughs> if that was your Madden franchise with Dak, you know, throwing his helmet like that, it's like minus ten chemistry. <laughs> team is uh, team's falling apart. <laughs> yeah, especially moving on to next week. But anyway, well, that leads us into our final little section, the playoff picks for this weekend. Um, got some good matchups. Got some interesting bunch matchups. of very good matchups. Yep, absolutely. So we can go ahead and hop into picks. Um, start with the NFC. Yes. Um, we can start. We can start with uh, Cowboys at 49ers. My pick to win this game would be the 49ers. Yeah, I think. I think they've just been playing way too good, and they have the talent around them. And Brock Purdy's been playing good. And I mean, in my opinion, they're you know the best, the most well-rounded team you know left. I mean, you got all these offensive firepower teams, you know, especially in the AFC. But, I mean, you're talking well-rounded, great defense, great offense. It's the Niners. And I think it could be – it's going to be interesting. You know, the Cowboys are known for being a little bit more offensive, I think. Um, you know, we see some of these games that they just explode for a ton of points. But against the 49ers defense, you know, it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen. Is it going to be high scoring, low scoring? I don't know. But I think we could see another 49ers win in semi-dominant fashion. Maybe, like, I'm thinking, like, 14-point range. I'm going the other way here. Yeah. Um. I, which is, first of all, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> so you must take a lot uh, of confidence in them. But I, and I, I really, like, I mean, as we've seen, the Cowboys have never really been successful in the playoffs in our lifetime. Right, sure. So uh, it is definitely hard for me to say this, but once again, I'm banking on Brock Purdy at some point is going to have a not-so-great <laughs> day. saying it, but. We keep saying yeah. it, but it's not happening. But it's got to happen at some point. And – I think that's going to happen this weekend. I think I don't think Brock Purdy's ready for a Micah Parsons coming at him. Um, yeah, Micah Parsons is an animal, uh, sure. and I think that he's going to have something to uh, say to Brock Purdy when he sacks him <laughs> three times this weekend. Um, <laughs> three times—that's the number. Yeah, I'm okay. going three sacks right, for Micah so take Parsons. Take over on that one, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think the Cowboys have finally pieced it together. Um, I think Mike McCarthy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he's not the greatest coach ever, but he's won a Super Bowl, has a little playoff experience. He's been there. He's been he there. been there before. Um, and I think that, once again, I think Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense is going to show up. I think they're going to be ready to go. Um, playing at San Fran's tough, but I think they're going to get the job done. And I think that uh, – it is going to be leading into our next one. I think it's going to be a Cowboys Eagles showdown in the NFC Championship. Wow! So I think we're splitting here on the NFC. Um, you know, leading into the next game, we got the Eagles versus Giants divisional yep. matchup, and I might shock the world with this one. I did it last week. <laughs> the Giants over Vikings. Boom! It hit. Little different story playing the Eagles this week, but I got the Giants again, man. I just think. This Giants team is just sneaky good, and we saw it last week against the Vikings. They just found a way I to love win that Dabble. game. Love that. And Dabble's good, and Saquon is really just coming into his own. I mean, obviously he's had a tough NFL career so far with a lot of injuries and being on teams that aren't winning that much. But I mean, before this year, and you called it too. I mean, he was like, you know, in the preseason, he's saying, "I'm coming out there, and I'm going to prove that I'm the best running back in the NFL." And that's why and I'm drafting him. Is he the best? Before. I don't know. Is he, you know, really close to being up there and in that conversation? Absolutely. And he plays good when it matters. And he he, ha- he has had that great season 
I do want to say, in the fantasy draft this year, yeah. everybody's like, why are you drafting Saquon right now? And I said, because he's going to have that year. Yeah. And sure enough, he did. And everybody hated all my pick. But... Yeah. I mean, it, I think people knew deep down, you know, especially after watching him in college and just seeing just the sheer athleticism. Like, we, I think people knew he could have this good season, but he's just been just really played with injuries so far. And is like, you know, could he put together a season relatively injury-free, which he did. And he did have a great year. And, you know, that Giants team, man, I think they got something special going on. And, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice, really hard to beat a team three times. And that would, you know, for the Eagles to win this game, that's what that would mean. They beat them both times in the regular season, I believe. So I just don't, I just don't know, man. I mean, the Eagles are such heavy favorites. It's tough for I me just, to say the Eagles in there too because I hate them too. <laughs> I think, I think you know, we could see a cry, Eagles cry, after the Giants go and beat them. And, you know, I think we could see a Giants-Niners NFC Championship. This Giants team, logically, it doesn't make any sense, but I think they just got something special going on this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. Divisional opponents, um, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I just I would be very surprised to not see that uh, Eagles offense overpower the Giants. I think it's we've seen a lot of really good Daniel Jones lately. Yeah, Danny Once again, Dimes. I mean, he's running it great. He's throwing it great. Did you see that video with that no look pass he made to Slayton yep, last yep, week? Yeah, you didn't really catch it. I if just, it was Patrick Mahomes, they would have been just oh, like, it would have been it up on yeah, yeah. on. Which I mean, that's another thing I hate. I hate that. Yeah. Man. I hate that. I they, hate how much the NFL, ESPN loves Patty Holmes. But right, I mean he's good. But like, yeah, I mean Daniel. Jones, show respect where it's due. Clearly, other quarterbacks can make those throws. It yeah. wasn't till like a few days after that some like random Twitter person figured out it was a no look pass, and now it's finally getting the hype it deserves. Yeah. But like, dude, if it was Patrick Mahomes during the commentary, they'd be like. Tony Rowe would be like, oh, my gosh, you don't see anyone making this throw. Like, yeah, you do, man. NFL quarterbacks, I mean, if Daniel Jones can do it, you know, it makes you think what other quarterbacks are doing and that people would traditionally rank above Daniel, Daniel Jones. Some, but throwing some shade at Danny Dimes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Not that. Not just, you know, traditionally speaking, he's not in, like, that top-tier quarterback yeah, that you yeah. think of. But I think he's out to prove people wrong. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company, we'll see if they can take care of business. I'm um, going to the other side, AFC. We'll start with Jaguars at Chiefs. Well, I think kind of like the Giants, I think the Jags kind of got something special going on down there. And I was kind of undecided until right now. But I'm going to go another upset prediction and see if I can just keep the streak alive. I'm going to take the Jags in this one. Again, it logically doesn't make any sense. The Chiefs are really good. They have Patrick Mahomes. But – I just think you get these years like the Jags, you know, back when they were Saxonville a couple, you know, this was a little bit ago, but they made it all the way to the AFC Championship. Blake Bortles. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I got the Giants winning over the one seed over there, and I got the Jags winning over the one seed. And, you know, it just it makes too much sense, too much sense to just have the Eagles and Chiefs win those games, in my opinion. I got the Chiefs. <laughs> No shot. The Jags win two, two against two good teams in a row. No shot. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, great quarterback, uh, great comeback last week. But I just I don't think there's enough there to overpower Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I, I could 100% see that game happening that way. I mean, just, just to go on the record, but I just 
just, I, I mean, logically, it makes sense, but I just think there's something intangible another, about, about some dogs. Like another thing is the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is Andy Reid. The coach of the Chargers is Brandon Staley. Right. Much rather have Andy Reid any day of the week. If the Chiefs were up 27-0. There ain't no comeback after. Right. Right. Andy Reid's going to hit right. down on the gas even harder right. and lock right. him up. If anything, it's the opposite where, you know, if we recall back to the Texans game, yeah, you know, you know, a long time ago in the playoffs, and it was kind of the opposite story with yeah. that. But yeah, so I don't see it happening. Um, I think that they're going to take care of business, get the job done. Now on the other side, what I think is going to be the game of the week, it always oh, is. Oh, a hundred percent, always, always, always is. Bengals at Bills. Who you got? I got the Bengals in this one, man. I just think, I just think again, it the Bengals are one of those teams that just find ways to win and Joe Burrow and you know that team has been playing great and they do play great in the playoffs, of course, when it matters. And I just I don't know, man. That I mean the Bills are great, but I just I don't when the when it has mattered this year, Josh Allen just hasn't really stepped up like kind of where we saw no, at yeah. the end of last year. I agree. And like he kinda of, he he's, he's made a lot of red zone turnovers. And I think when you play the Bengals like that. I I I, th- I got the Bengals in this one. I think I think for what people think could be a really high scoring, really close game, I could see the Bengals coming out with this one by a little bit more than people expect. Well, we got opposite picks for every game. Wow. <laughs> so basically, the C two Sports Podcast will predict the winner of every game. Is what I'm yeah, hearing. That's what I've heard. Somebody <laughs> on this podcast has yeah. picked the winner. Yep. Um, but no, I got Bills. I think that it has gotten to a point where. Uh, Josh Allen knows it's time to it's it's go time. Oh yeah, I, I mean, think the Bills know it's go time, uh, especially after Demar Hamlin thing. I think the Bills are going to be absolutely ready to throw and down it did happen in this against game. the Bengals. Just um, yeah. so I think they're going to be ready to roll. They're going to want to win this game for him, um, and they know they got to win that game, and then they get a rematch with the Chiefs if the Chiefs win. I know, potentially, I know. Potentially, yes. yes. Okay, logically, win. yes, it makes sense. So if that yeah. happens and if everything that logically is supposed to happen does happen. The rematch from last rematch year. Which I was mean, a great game, and now you have the new overtime rules. Right. Wouldn't it be something poetic? Wouldn't it be something poetic if it ended up being that game and it went to overtime again? And Josh and the Allen outcome, got the job done. And, like, the Chiefs got it and went down and scored a touchdown, very similar to last year, which, I mean – most people would say that is a top game of the decade. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody – One of the best games ever is what a lot of people say. No, yeah, exactly. One of the best games ever. And wouldn't it be something if the Chiefs came down and scored and the Bills got it and came down and scored and got the two-point and won the game? It seems too good to be true. <laughs> but we all know in sports some things like that just happen. You know, is it scripted? Is it written in the script? You can take your side on whether or not that's, that's a thing in the NFL, but – it would be pretty crazy to see something happen like that, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, So I guess one other thing we can do with the eight teams left, Super Bowl pick, sleeper pick. Sure. I mean, we already made our picks for this weekend. So, you know, I according to what I've said so far, it would be Niners, Giants, I think that's where the Giants run ends. I think the Niners take it from the NFC side of things. And then it would be Jags, Bengals. I think the Bengals take that back in the Super Bowl. Bengals get their revenge from last year and they win the Super Bowl. And the sleeper would be potentially seeing the Giants make it over the Niners. And 
Gosh, Giants in the Super Bowl would be just Dude, insane. It would be crazy. <laughs> my sleep, I think if the Giants, I think the Giants could go all the way and win the Super Bowl. That'd be my sleeper pick. But I, as I just outlined before, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think sleeper wise, and I don't, I mean, I don't know how much of a sleeper you consider this. We'll just say favorite then. Yeah. I or, think somebody that you could consider a sleeper. Right. Could be the Cowboys. Sure, they're yeah. technically would, not seeding wise right. up there. They would be considered a sleeper, in yeah. my opinion. So I would say them now. My favorite and who I think is going to win the Super Bowl is the Bills. I think they're just ready to go. And like you said, Josh Allen hasn't done exactly right. what he's needed needed to do, but I think that that's going to change uh, in these final three, two, three games for them. Um, so I think I'm going to go. Yeah, favorite to win it all, the Bills, and sleeper pick Cowboys. Yeah, and I mean, like you mentioned, the Bills do have a ton to play for, obviously. We're all very glad that DeMar is, you know, seemingly making a great recovery. And, uh, you know, but they, they have a lot to play for just with all the controversy and the sadness that had surrounded that team in the past couple yeah. of weeks. And, you know, you see, you know, against that game with, with the Patriots just coming out and housing the opening kickoff. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you see when it, with a team that has that extra motivation that you couldn't really get just in a neutral season with yeah. nothing crazy happening. And then again, I mean, Naeem Hines doing it twice in that game was, was pretty incredible. And she stayed alone. I mean, that's again, that's something that's like seems way too good to be true, like just written in the storybook. But in sports, these things do happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Or it's just the script by the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, take, you know, think what you will about it. Yeah. Some things make you think, you know, maybe there is a little bit something to that. Yeah. But. Well, that is it for our NFL portion of the pod. Uh, after this, go ahead and check down below for the next portion. We're going to go ahead and get into that uh, quickly after this one. Um, but we did want to split it up since we knew the NFL was going to yeah. be a large portion. Yeah. And the next one will just be kind of a quick run through of, you know, college basketball, NBA. Yeah, a few other things. A little things. bit of golf in there, some NCAA football, just pretty quick, you know, scratching the surface, nothing really too deep. Yeah. Obviously, at this point, you know, NFL is probably – you know, at the most critical time compared yep. to any other sports league right now. So just a reminder, when it does come around here in March, we're going to have a sweet bracketology. Yes. Episode. Yes. We said it last week. We'll say it again probably another <laughs> five times. We're going to keep reminding y'all. It's going to be really exciting. So, you know, before you go and fill out all your brackets, make sure to come over here first and maybe we can help you out a little bit with that and, and be a little bit entertaining at the same time. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that wraps it up. We'll be back here uh, with for y'all with the rest of the episode. C2 out.